Hi, this is James from the Birmingham Marketing Meetup. I uh, hope you guys are all okay. Um, I've got a talk from a lady called Laura uh, from Jellybean Marketing. Uh, she is uh, an expert when it comes to SEO uh, and she's talking today about how to get free PR for your business. Um, and uh, as somebody who's spoken at um, lots of SEO based events like Brighton SEO and Leeds. She's um, she really knows her stuff, and uh, I would highly recommend you get a pen and paper out for this one because there are so many tips that come flying at you. Um, that uh, that yeah, it's 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 full of value. This talk is and and yeah, it's been really useful for me to to listen to as well. Um, as always, a massive thanks to Baz at Bravo Marketing for uh, editing these podcasts. You are a legend. And um, yeah, if, if you want to find out more about the Marketing Meetup, our, our events, our courses, our Facebook group, our Wednesday at 2 email that goes out, uh, go to themarketingmeetup.com and uh, yeah, enjoy the talk. So I'm Laura. Um, my agency is called Jelly Bean, hence all the jelly beans. Um, we started at the start of this year and my background before then, I worked for an agency for six years and I was in-house previously. Um, everything you will ever need to know about me is on this slide. Uh, I have a beagle called Milo, and he is like a fur baby. I'm learning how to play golf as well. Um, I had a lesson this morning, and it was my second lesson, and I was really happy that I hit a ball straight. So we're doing good in my eyes, I got there. Um, I like to bake. I, I feel like I'm quite a bit of a merry baby. And I've spoken at quite a few events in the SEO industry. Um, last month I was at Search Leads. I'm going over to Belfast in a few months' time. Um, I don't know if they're going to understand me because I'm really thick brummy. So I'm going to have to probably come with some translation for them. And yeah, Jelly Beans, my little agency. We're going to talk about PR today. And I love PR. I think PR is one of the most underused tools that we have. We quite often tend to think of it as being a bit fluffy. And I think when we talk about traditional PR in particular, you go, well, how do I measure that? I can't see that in analytics. How do I measure PR? Well, the PR I want to talk about is the PR that we really easily measure. And I want to talk about how we can do it without parting with money, because I am a tight ass and I don't like spending money on anything unless I have to. So when I'm looking for the free opportunities, the first thing I'm like is, oh, it's like a bloody where's wallet. Like, where are we going to find those opportunities? And actually, where is Wally on this? If anybody wants to find Wally, he's there. He's a little gif and he pops up. I feel like someone's clapped him. You got him. He's there. Ready? There he is. So finding your free PR is almost like finding Wally in a where's Wally. But it's something we really, really need to care about because actually there's so many benefits to free PR. 14.9 billion pounds is spent in the PR and comms industry in the UK each year. That increased by 7.9% last year, so we're spending more and more money on PR. 28% of consumers say that word of mouth is one of the most important factors when they come to buy. So brand affinity is really important and getting our message out there through PR helps with word of mouth. And online coverage is measurable. For those of us who use analytics, it's really easy to find in referrals, hit acquisition or traffic referrals, then any site that's linked to you that drove traffic is going to be there. And an example I've shown is uh, 
it's one of my other businesses um, that's to do with dog toys and treats because I love dogs. And we got a link on the independent. Um, we got it through a journal request. I sent them one of our products out. They loved it. They featured us in the article. We got the link from them. Within a day, that link drove 229 visits to our site from it. It also made sales. So it was bloody awesome. And it literally cost me £12, which is the cost price of the box and the postage for that link. So it's really had a strong ROI for it. There's also SEO benefits when we're looking at PR and when we're looking at links. These are the ones that I think are the best SEO benefits and the best types of PR that we can do to get some free links. News jacking. Does every, everybody heard of news jacking? Cool. So news jacking is when there's a topic in the news that comes up, say Harry and Meghan get engaged. Well, they got engaged. If you're a jeweler's, you can jump on that piece of news and you can go, we've got a ring that looks exactly like Meghan and Harry's, but it costs you pennies. You're jumping on the piece of news and getting your brand out there instead. You can do partnerships with companies, whether it's a company you work with, whether it's a company that you can offer a discount to, a society, those kind of things, that's a partnership. You can offer yourself up for interviews, give some expert comment on anything. Journal requests on Twitter are absolutely awesome. They're really good ways to find those really top tier national publication links. You can do unlinked brand mentions, which is where a publication has already mentioned you, but they haven't linked back. So you can just get in touch with the journalists and be like, oi, link, please, thanks. And most of the time they do it. Then there's some more in-depth, like freedom of information requests. These take a lot of time to come back, but you get really solid statistical data from them that you can turn into your own press release. And this is data that nobody else has got because you've specifically requested it. So you're more likely to get some coverage from it. Ton of tactics, lots of different things that we can go through and lots of different things that we can try. And all of these don't cost you any money to get the information from and to get out there in front of those journalists. Free, <laughs> everything's free. So we're gonna go through each one in a little bit more detail, talk about how you do it, why you should do it, give some examples of where it's what. And the first one, which you can literally go away and do straight after this, it's that simple to do, is your unlinked brand mentions. All you need to do to start this off is set up alerts. You can set up alerts through Google Alerts, there's also Talkwalker Alerts, both are absolutely free. You can choose the frequency that they send the alerts to your inbox. I personally set up a separate section within my inbox and then all the alerts just go straight into there so it doesn't mess with your standard feed. This will message you every time you get a brand mention anywhere of the time that you set up. So do it for yourself, and I also do it for competitors, because I want to know what coverage my competitors are getting, and what coverage our clients' competitors are getting, because then we can see what kind of PR they're doing, and we can change our tap depending on what they're getting. Here's a good example. So there was an event I was at last month. Someone did a roundup of it, and they've mentioned me and my agency. So straight away, I messaged them and I was like, lads, spot me a link, cheers. And they did. Like, they've already covered it, it's not much for them to add it in, and they obliged to add the link in for us. You, yeah, definitely only pick positive coverage. There's a lot of times where bigger brands especially might get some negativity. It's best to just focus on the niceties if you can. And then the way to do it, you want to find the journalist details. So most of the time, they say who's written it on the piece. Go on, find them on Twitter initially, because quite a lot of journalists put their email addresses on Twitter. 
LinkedIn isn't so good for this as a tactic, um, but then there are some paid tools that you can use which will give you the information as well. But what I've done before is I've actually called the board of the paper and got the contact details for the person that way. Um, they're quite free in giving out email addresses, which is quite surprising. Some websites do have a no-linking policy though, um, which is really annoying. You'll find that a lot of local press don't link actively. And there's a few national newspapers, like the Express don't really link. Um, there was a study that I read that said that the Daily Mirror and the Daily Star give the most number of links per article out to people. So they're really good ones to hit because you've got quite a high percentage of getting a link from those. From unlinked brand mentions, we have a 60% success rate on average in getting a link from the people that we contact. For a standard outreach or link building campaign, it's about 30% success. So unlinked brand mentions is a lot higher because you're already there. So it's a really strong tactic to do. Journal requests. Um, while is on here somewhere as well. Timing with this is everything. You need to be able to respond to them really quickly. So with journal requests, you can pull in some automation to help you find the most relevant ones to you. There's quite a few tools, most of these are free, that you can get set up and they will send you through the most relevant journal requests to what you select, you select industries through it. So you could be, I only want to get finance, I only want to get property, and then it will send you any requests through that. Um, Source Bottle does it daily and so does journalism.co.uk. And again, I just have that go into like a separate inbox within my main one. TweetDeck is awesome for this as well. Um, how many people use TweetDeck? Nobody, cool, okay. So TweetDeck is a free platform to use Twitter on. Um, it's best on desktop and you set it up and you have columns within it. And within those columns, you can say, I want a column that shows me any tweet that mentions this word or this hashtag. You can be like, I want a column that shows my mentions, I want a column that shows this word in a tweet. So it's a really good way of monitoring. So I use it to have a journal request column set up. So this column's constantly refreshing every time someone puts a journal request out, and I don't have to keep searching through that hashtag, it's there for me. So you go through, follow these hashtags are the best ones to set up. The journal requests tend to be your higher tier publications looking for it. PR request is really good if you've got products and you want to get those products out anywhere. And the same for blogger request. If you want to work with bloggers and get some partnerships set up, they tend to post through that and kind of they'll be like, oh, we're looking for some parenting toys to work with for our blog or something. And that's a really good way to get in contact with them. They're the three that I recommend you get set up within TweetDeck. Does it work? Yep. So this is the coverage we got on the independent from the journal request. And as I said earlier, it literally cost us £12 in the end to get this link. And the sales we've had from it are like a 20, 22 to 1 ROI from it, which is pretty crazy for any marketing. Um, we've also got links on the independent from journal requests. We got the dog box featured in a women's magazine in print. They did a competition and that was the prize for it. Um, we're currently negotiating um, a journal request for a travel client that we've got about business travel. We've given them a comment on how airlines have changed and the rules of airlines. So the client's going to get a link back from that in the feature on it. So the reason we got them is because we were quite quick in able to get the quote for them, get the information. They need the turnaround and a lot of them put on there that you know the deadline is this date, this time. So 
only if you're in an agency only do it for clients that you know you can get a response from really quickly because otherwise you're just going to piss the journalist off and the relationship's burnt before you've even started when we talk about news jacking then uh while is over here on this one he's by the judge use your brain don't go and news jack a story that's going to go really badly for you there's so many examples of where a brand has tried to get on board with a story and they've just royally effed it up and ended up looking really stupid themselves. I mean, let's think about one there. Dream Day was based around Martin Luther King and someone picked it up and tried to get people to tell them what their dreams were. So it just looked a bit out of touch in doing that. Um, play it safe. Think about positive things. Oreo are an awesome brand to look at for newsjacking. Whenever there's anything big happening, Oreo is straight out there with a graphic on social. So why take, take the Oreo approach with this one? Quotes and products are your easiest way to newsjack and to pick up on a story and build on it. We did one for the Royal Engagement. Um, I did this at my old agency for the Royal Engagement. When it came out, the jewellers that I was working with at the time, they had a replica ring and it was like £100 instead of the thousands of pound Meghan Markle's worth. So we were the first jeweller to be like, we have a product exactly the same as it here. And then we also gave a quote on the shape of the ring. What shape was the diamond? What carrot was it? What clarity was it? And we were the only jewellers to do that. So they got straight in the metro that day. They also got on Brides magazine and about 10 other publications in one day. And it cost us nothing to do that. The product was already on the site and we literally just got a quote from the owner for it. But because we could be quick with it and get the turnaround, it meant we were the first ones in there and we could get that coverage for the client. Case studies are really cool to do. Everybody loves an ego stroke. Like, and a good case study can actually lead to conversions for you. One of the best ones I've found is on uni websites. So alumni, they love shouting about good things that their alumni have done. So if one of your clients went to a specific uni or your MD went there, your CEO went to a uni, and they've got a really cool story to tell, get in touch with the uni. They all have pages on there where they shout about how good people have done. And it's a really strong link from an SEO perspective. You have to just do an interview for them and fill out so it's maybe like half hour of your time to do it. So it's not that kind of time costly either. And you get a super strong link and you can brag about it on LinkedIn because that's what LinkedIn for, for bragging. FOI is. This is the one that's going to take you the longest amount of time. They're really good to get a statistical release. So with an FOI, you write to the council or a specific department in the council that you can do any of these sections. So you can do health, you can do police, you can do schools, doctors, unis. And you say, I would like to know the statistics on X between this time range. So it could be, I want to know how many housing applications were denied in Birmingham in the last five years. They have to give you the information, but it takes 20 working days for this to come through. So it, it's really, it's a three month project, it's not a one month project when you're looking at an FOI. They can turn around and ask you for more information to be able to fulfill it too. So just make sure you're super clear when you're sending through the FOIs just to speed it up. You need to message each council individually as well. So you are sending out a bucket ton of emails to get the information, but it's yours. Odds are no one else has asked for this. So when you actually put the release together and push it out to the press, you're more likely to get the pickup from it 
because it's fresh information, it's new, it's very specific to a topic. Um, we've had some really good results with this. We've got in the Times through FOI requests. We did a skew for all local publications and then we got in quite a few of the local publications with their individual skew of it. But th that was like a six month project that one was because we had to do a different release for each area. So as you can imagine, it was quite, quite time heavy. Um, but it's awesome if you've got the time to do it and if it is something that you don't want links tomorrow. If, you, if you're doing a long game, FOIs are awesome for that. If you don't have any time, there's some awesome resources for free data that you can get from. So Google Trends always has free data on it. Um, Google Trends will show you the popularity of a specific keyword you put in, in the area that you say, in the time period that you say. So you could come up with a release from Google Trends to be like, uh, searches for slip, trip and falls have decreased in the last year, which may suggest that we're not having as many accidents for slip, trip and falls. So you can kind of use it in that regard or you can go, you know, in, in the last two years, searches for this celebrity have increased. Combine data together and you can get a really cool release from it. Um, World Bank is obviously statistical information, land registries for your housing figures, archive.org is quite a mixture of information on there. Um, and then similar web is a tool that you can use for free that will give you statistical information. Um, there is a paid version of it, but you can get most of what you need on free, if I'm being completely honest. Um, thankfully, they're not a sponsor. PR and news pieces. This is the most common way that we see people getting free links. Most of the time when you see somebody in one of the red tops or one of the nationals with some coverage, they haven't paid for it. Unless it's says sponsored on the top, odds are it's from a release that they've done. And it's people like myself and James and content marketing agencies that are giving them the releases. You do need a good story and a good spin though. Um, I listened to a talk with a journalist from the Daily Mail and she said she gets like over 500 emails every day. So there's things we need to do to make our emails stand out and to make our content stand out to them because that's a really full inbox. This is one that, I, well this came out a few weeks ago actually and it was one that really caught my eye. Um, basically all Thomas Cook Airlines did to get this coverage was they spoke to their own pilots, so they're on their payroll, it didn't cost them any money, they asked the pilots where they really liked to fly to and what had the best views and this got everywhere, there's about 50 links for this piece of coverage and all it is is pilots saying, oh the best flights to take pictures on is over the Grand Canyon. Like, there's nothing surprising about the angle, but it's awesome because it's so simple. Yeah, it's worked so well for them. So it doesn't need, you don't need to be kind of like recreating the wheel when you're coming up with PR ideas. Think about human stories. Anything with a strong female lead will get coverage as well. It's a bit generous to say that, but it's true. Like, they're begging for stories about strong female CEOs. If there's a story that somebody had this career and changed their career later on in life and are really successful, they really like those kind of things. If it's something that's been done before or seen before, you won't get as much traction. Um, at the moment, people are going a bit crazy for Spotify playlists. You'll get a bit of coverage from it. If you can do a release that goes, um, well, yesterday one came out about the most popular songs have sex to and it got covered in Maxim and about 40 other publications. It was Trey songs like on every list about five times, we could have predicted it. But it got the coverage because the statistics were straight from Spotify, it's free to get the information 
they did league tables for like the top 20 and they broke it down by country and it got everywhere so it was so simple to create but they're, they're a bit common at the moment so I'd maybe hold off a couple of months before doing a Spotify one because there was a Disney one about two weeks ago as well um, but it just shows the information's out there for us to get it's just a case of finding it and using it to our capacity Consider these topics when you're looking at press releases. Have you had any key acquisitions in your business lately? Particularly if you're targeting local press, acquisitions is a good one. So is birthdays is quite good for, for local press. Is it a five, is it a 10? Maybe not if it's a two or a three. Like it's, it needs to be a nice round number for a birthday. Have you come to win any awards recently? Local press quite enjoy that. National press love unusual products and you'll get really good social pickup on that too. Um, so look at like Prezi box um, and Firebox, and I want one of those. They're quite good at doing like here's a random product that is like a you can grow cress out of a dragon from Game of Thrones or something. But they get picked up because it's unusual and it's a bit of fun and people like that. You can buy a world day as well. So if you want to name a day after something, you can purchase a world day. So we're doing that with a gym client at the moment because it's like their creation day at the end of the month. So we bought the date and it's going to be called like their day now. Um, and I love trash tea though, so excuse for a minute, but on Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> getting really trashy, there's a girl and she bought outfit of the day day. So now she said that's her day that she purchased and every day on Instagram she does an outfit of the day. And she's the owner of that national day now that gets celebrated every year. So anybody can buy one, it's crazy. You can just name it whatever you want, like National Goldfish Day, go for it. Um, charities are cool too, if you're doing some good CSR stuff, bang that in. Um, and if you've got some cool anecdotes, that works really well. So there's a campaign we're working on at the moment and we're getting some England footballers and German footballers together. And we're talking about the 5-1 win and then also the time that we lost that we don't talk about so much. And we're getting them share anecdotes. And we're going to use the anecdotes from that as kind of a news angle for one of our clients of ours. And we're hoping, well, I'm hoping that one of them's going to say that they nearly didn't play one of the goal scorers, because that would be an awesome story. Um, but we, yeah, we're going to use the anecdotes that come from it because it'll be stories no one's heard before. They're both like such popular games, and they're both so infamous and known. Um, so if you've got little company anecdotes that you can use, they're really fun, especially if there's a, a light-hearted angle to them. One that's worked really well before um, that I did at my old agency was we looked at weird interview questions and we asked people, what's the strangest thing you've ever been asked at an interview? Um, I thought I'd come up because I always ask people if they like dogs, um, but it didn't come up. And we pushed that out and we got it on loads of HR blogs. So Again, it didn't cost anything. We literally put the question on Twitter and we're like, what's the strangest thing you've been asked in an interview? Got about six, seven together that were really bizarre. And the coverage came from that because it just had a really strange angle. Um, there's one doing the rounds about the best work perks as well at the moment, that like the companies offer you the best things. It's like hot jars on there. There's loads of really big brands on there. But it's cost that company nothing to put that release together because you can literally just ask the company, what's your work perks? So it's really easy to get this kind of information sometimes. Twitter can help you find what journalists want as well. So most journalists put in their bio, this is what I cover. The worst thing you can do when trying to get into journalists is send them a pitch for an area they don't cover. They get really peed off when you do that. 
So look at the journalists, find out what they cover. As I said, like quite a few of them, put their details in there as well and their contact details, so you can straight away get in touch with them with the right angled release, so you're more likely to get coverage within there. I actually um, have made like a private Twitter list of journalists, so I can just keep them in one side, and then when I'm on Twitter and I want to see what they're doing and what they're after, I can just flip to that list and kind of see what they've posted out. I definitely recommend doing that. It's such an easy win. Um, listings and discounts. This is really manual, really time-consuming one to do, so just can think about it before you get into it. If you are an accommodation venue, it's super easy to get listed on uni websites and venue websites as an accommodation within that area. You literally just get in touch with them. Most of them have um, like a supplier page and you, and you can get on there for them if you're local to them. If you're on an events, if you run any events, Gov sites have an events listing section. It costs you nothing to list it on there and you've got a link from a government website which has a really high DI, so it's definitely worth doing that. There you go, submit an event, pick your nearest council and just bang it on. And there's discounts that you can offer for members or groups. So say if you sell bacon, where? You could go to websites that talk about cooking and you could go to baking clubs and societies and offer them a 10% discount or something. And in return, they list you as one of their suppliers and then they give their, their audience your discount so you can get some sales back from it. Um, I've seen it done with gardening before and they did it to gardening societies, they gave them a discount and then they actually saw some revenue come from it too, so it worked out really nice in both regards, ton of links and some money from it. Um, if you have a student discount, NHS discount, military discount, the sites for that, that you can list that on, the specific sites for NHS discounts and the same for military, so there's loads of areas that you can really easily pick up some links from those. Um, Money Saving Expert has a whole thread dedicated to each one too. And each thread on Money Saving Expert, the big ones, has a moderator who works for, for MSA that you can just get in touch with and they'll add you on. Um, we did it with the gym. We got them added to the cheap gyms page on MSA. Um, and the DI of it's ridiculously high. So it's worth adding that one on. Interviews and opinions, find your hook with your interviewer. Um, one of my favourites I did with Sharon, who's a dear friend of mine. She owns a business down in London that re resells designer clothing. Um, it's awesome, you, you can get like a Chanel bag for about a grand, it's awesome. Um, and we got her in the Telegraph in this instance. She's also, she's been in all the nationals for her skew. And sometimes you find that once you get in one of them, yeah, the publications kind of trickle down and follow. You can get a really nice snowball. But the hook we used for Sharon, which she was fine to use, was that she, she was a lady, she was divorced, she was a single mother, and she owned her own business that was a successful business. The board of that business has Sir John Hegarty on it, it has Tom Tightman on it. It has, like, the board is just awesome. I went to a meeting once with uh, someone else I was working with, and they literally freaked out when they met the board. And the Daily Mail just eats this kind of shit up. Like, straight away in the headline, you can say, she's a single mom, she's got two daughters, she's split up. Like, they love that kind of stuff. Especially, it's for women, they love that kind of stuff with the female angle. But you know what? We got links from it, we got 6K visits from this. Sharon was more than happy to be like, yeah, just throw me out there, put a picture on me, tell everybody I'm divorced, it's fine. Um, because it worked, they got so many members from it, it was awesome. There you go, 700 members, 6,000 visits from that one piece of coverage for the 
and they work on a membership model. So it was really good for them to get that. Too long, didn't read, summary. You don't need to spend any money. You really don't. Apart from, obviously, if you're working with an agency, your management fees for the agency or whatnot, you don't need to spend and pay the publications to get the coverage. You don't even need to pay for the data in most circumstances. You can use any of these tactics. It costs you nothing to do it, and you get some awesome links. Cheers. <laughs>